Have you ever been in a position where you needed advice, but you didn't know how to ask for it? I have been there too. Finding a mentor can change your career. And the best way to get a mentor is to take initiative and ask for it. Hi everybody, it's Samantha and Sydney, and we're back with another episode that you don't want to miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. Before we dive deep into this topic, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. So we talked about mentorship in a previous episode, but it's always great to get another person's opinion about like how mentorship can be good for you. So Sydney, how can somebody find a mentor? So I've actually talked about this before in my own content. I think that it is really good to be able to evaluate like what exactly is either first off attracting you to this particular person that you might be thinking about asking to be your mentor. What strengths do they have that you may not have? Potentially like what is it about their feedback or what you've been able to concur from your conversations and interactions with them that has some sort of advantage to like improve whatever you're hoping to improve in yourself. And also thinking about this, what are some things that isn't like the greatest about like this particular person that you may not love or something that like you're a little bit hesitant to get in terms of like a conversation with this particular person, because that will help you filter out who exactly might be better to communicate with you going forward. And from there, I think that being able to list out all these advantages and disadvantages, being able to filter that out going forward will help you kind of figure out like, okay, who is going to be hopefully in my best interest as well as like what you can bring to the table for them to give them more feedback, to be more clear about how they can better themselves. I think that that is a really incredible way to help people figure out like how you can be better in terms of communicating in that symbiotic relationship going forward. How often should you be communicating with that mentor? I think that really depends on what you feel might be good. See, for example, I've always had a mentor when it comes to all the jobs that I've had in tech. And in particular, the one that I have now, we normally meet every week for about 30 minutes. Is there anything that I have in terms of questions? Is there any feedback that I can give this particular person? What exactly are we trying to work on to make this week Zoom, make this week like go really productive and progressive for ourselves? And then what exactly in their opinion and the mentor's opinion they can do going forward to help them be able to support me and then for me for them vice versa okay so you're saying like support each other in a way to make sure that you can grow what happens if somebody doesn't know what they want from a mentor? I think that is going to be where you're needing to kind of stop and self-assess what exactly you're going out and looking for a mentor for, because there's clearly a need. There's a reason why you're thinking about this. And sometimes it might not always be obvious. And so being able to have uh, that self-awareness to be able to ask people questions about like what exactly their experience is about, like you have decided that there is something about like their quality of work, whatever they're particularly doing in terms of communication, in terms of leadership, in terms of feedback that you're hoping to get from them, either in, in a way that you feel kind of jealous about, envious about, uh, uh, inspired about. Um, those are really good indicators to figure out like what exactly you might need, because those are things that you might be feeling that you're missing or need to improve about yourself. And so I think that those, it's, it's kind of like a follow your 
jealousies. Um, hopefully not in a bad way, but following like those kind of gut reactions to like how you're feeling about when you're interacting with this person is going to be a really big indicator on like what you feel like is either missing or needs to be improved in your cycle of maturity or work in all sorts of different ways. Yeah. I've, I actually love the advice of the jealousy part because I've heard this before where like, how do you determine your values? The best way to determine your values is, is what about somebody else irritates you? And yes. that means that is your value. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. As soon as I figured that out for myself, like that opened so many doors because I realized that like there's so many things that I just, I wasn't sure that I understood about like what I wanted in terms of my career. And having to like look up to so many people and figure out like what like really irritates me about that and it's like oh i want this like i want that type of career i want to be able to do like front end and back end i want to be able to be super dangerous in javascript and i want to be able to do this type of content all of that really helped me figure out the direction that i'm going and it's not necessarily in a bad way like oh it's like um you you have to think of like jealousy is First off, the Latin word uh, that it is rooted into is zealous, being very um, inspired or just like moved by something in particular. And um, we kind of give that that like bad notion because you know, the green eyed monster and everything like that, like, yes, that does invoke a certain type of feeling, but like being able to understand yourself and grounding yourself in like what you were noticing about like that gut reaction is so helpful in figuring out like what your values are, like you said, as well as like who you might feel that you're able to uh, trust uh, into getting more of that, that maturity, that growth that you need for yourself. I can't say it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a Latin word for jealousy. I learned something new today. Is there anything you should do to prepare yourself to reach out to a mentor? Yeah, so I think that being able to list out some of the things that you're hoping to get out of your mentor, of course, making sure that you have that evaluation for yourself before you're able to reach out to them. Second off, figuring out what exactly you bring to the table as well. Some things that you feel like you are able to do, making sure that you are very clear on what type of feedback that you potentially need. Also being clear on knowing that you are able to assist them in any way that they're hoping to ask you in terms of the symbiotic relationship, as well as making sure that you're kind of clear and like what your particular needs are in terms of like the time frame, and also making sure that you are willing to do what they're asking you within the bounds of like, as long as they're not like having you like do any creepy stuff or anything like that, like making sure that you are willing to go the distance with what they're asking you to potentially do, because most of the time, you know, there are, I'm sure, bad characters in the world that want to do you harm and things. But most of the times, if you're just able to ask just very flat out, these are the things that I need. Is there any way that you can assist me with this? The things that they're asking you to potentially do um, in terms of reflection, in terms of work, in terms of feedback, that is going to be a teaching method in helping you get to that next level. So making sure that you have that work ethic to actually like do the things that they are suggesting or asking you to do, that's going to really determine whether or not you're actually serious about getting 
to that next level. So be willing to do <laughs> what they are suggesting to do, or at least like look into it, as well as figuring out like what those boundaries are for you to evaluate like whether or not this is even like a good choice for you to like seek out a mentor in the first place. And then from there, being able to ask, being able to communicate that this is what my needs are. How can I help you as the mentee to get your needs met as well? Yeah, I agree with that. Because the worst thing you can do is not actually do what the mentor says, because it's frustrating for the mentor, right? They're volunteering their time. Most of the time they're volunteering their time. And it feels bad when like, I'm here to help you, but you don't want to help yourself. And there's nothing the mentor can do to get you to do it. <laughs> so it's exactly. up to you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, absolutely. Yeah. Can you give some examples to people like what kind of goals that you can have in a mentor relationship? Yeah, sure. They can be as small as you want. I want to be able to solve coding challenges with you for 30 minutes every week or something to that effect. Or maybe it's that I want to, in three months, be able to fully set up a backend end project in like this amount of time or with these particular things going on with this. It can really be as much as you want, depending on, of course, the constraints of the mentor-mentee relationship. And I think that it is really good to have like these big lofty goals that you potentially want to have like with this person in this relationship, as well as starting off like with figuring out how you can break down those lofty goals into smaller bite-sized pieces as you're going along with the relationship of this person. So me in particular, I have where I am able to first off speak to this person about like how I'm able to break down my problems a bit more efficiently as I'm going along with the stories that I'm taking as well as figuring out like how I can get better at like figuring out stuff with GraphQL, figuring out like what more that I can do in terms of bettering my knowledge uh, for backend with TypeScript and things like that. So it really is going to depend on like how much time that you're able to put into uh, doing the work as well as figuring out like what exactly are those bigger goals that you're wanting to accomplish and then figuring out how to break them down into smaller pieces for the times that you are able to interact with this particular person. Yeah. And it's also okay to ask that person, how can I break down my big lofty goal oh, into for smaller sure. goals? So <laughs> don't feel like all the pressure's on you no, to no, do no. that. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. I, I think that it is helpful to like go into this with as much broken down as you can. But of course, this is what the mentor is for. Like you're able to have them there to kind of fill in the gaps of like what exactly you're maybe missing. And so being comfortable, again, being able to communicate and ask them those questions and then how to figure out like what exactly you might need from that to break those down into smaller pieces. Oh my gosh. Again, very much so a life changer. I've definitely encountered that myself. And so, yeah, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm still learning and doing that. <laughs> we all are. We all are. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just doing things. Hopefully making it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully figuring it out as Hopefully we go along. Hopefully figuring it out, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's say you keep asking for mentorship and no one's like has the time to do that. Are there any ways that you get mentorship besides from like a specific person? I think that making sure that you are finding ways to like learn in public is going to be the best way to get the help, get the suggestions that you need. And that doesn't necessarily need to be like inside of your work circle. I have, for example, worked in public showing people things that I've been able to do on Twitter, on Facebook, on Mastodon, wherever else in terms of social media platforms, LinkedIn, 
LinkedIn, how could we forget about that? And making sure that you're able to share those things that you've been learning and also just putting out questions into the world on Stack Overflow, maybe figuring out how you can contribute to open source projects. Maybe there are some communities on Discord or Slack that you can get into with local meetups in your area and things. I think that being able to take those small steps, you're going to find somebody that is going to be willing to teach you, that is going to be open to figuring out how you best work. And again, as long as you're being consistent, as long as you are doing the work to try and be more transparent about your growth, I think that you can find any type of learning and mentorship anywhere. It doesn't necessarily have to be inside of work. And sometimes it's probably for the best if it is not inside of work, depending on like what type of job that you're in. So yeah, I think that as long as you're able to find a community, I think that you'll be able to find somebody that will be able to assist you happily, very much so. Yes. And even if they're not someone with a lot of experience, somebody who has the same experience as you can still be a good mentor for you because they also go through things. They also can help you navigate the field as well. So yeah, it's an accountability partner, right? Like <laughs> that's a better word for it, accountability partner. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. I definitely had that when I was still like a student in like coding boot camps and things. And so that helped me like really understand and experience that people are going through the same exact thing as I am. And it's not just you like acting alone versus the world and things. And so that's really nice to be able to ground yourself in. That's awesome. Sydney, thank you so much again for joining us on the Deeper Than Tech podcast. Until next time. Bye. Bye.